Let me bang you, I do let you bang Let me bang you, baby. I let you bang I let you bang Greetings, marriage and virgins. Go for Jesus. No for Jesus, people. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time once again for your favorite mixed martial arts podcast. Recording out of Los Angeles, California, it's MMA Roasted with Adam Hunter. Who the fuck is that guy? What's up? It's a brand new MMA Roasted podcast. I'm here with Don Fry, who's the only one here right now. This is like a bizarro world. Um, but I love it. I love it. Uh, Don, how are you, man? I'm okay. What happened to the other guys? Uh, they said they're coming on now. So it's just, uh, me and Don, I'll, I'll text everybody. Me and Don are on. Uh, I saw you had Butterbean on your podcast. Yes, you, you, yeah. Yeah. He's a great, he was a great guest. Yeah. He, he knows how to answer questions and carry it. You know, he doesn't have to do anything. Did you ever uh, work with Butterbean before? No, no, never. I've, I've met him before, you know, a couple yeah. of times. But no, he never never worked, never fought. They were supposed to have a, a fight between Don, between Tank Abbott and Butterbean back in their prime. Who wins that oh, fight? Oh, yeah? Yeah, who do you think wins that fight? Oh, Butterbean would have killed him. Really? Well, it would knock. Yeah, it would knock his fucking head off. Hell yeah! But even in MMA, Tank wouldn't have been smart enough to shot on him. You know, Tank would have Tank would have uh, tried to stand up and fight him. You know, just out of ego. Uh, McCorkle, we're talking about. Uh, he uh, Don had Butterbean on his podcast. Don and Dan's toxic masculinity, and uh, they were trying to make Butterbean versus Tank. Back in their prime, uh, yeah. who do you think, think would have won? Uh, I guess probably depends on which butterbean. If you if there was a prime butterbean, which I guess there was, the one who was uh, you know in pretty decent cardio shape for a guy, um, I think he'd have knocked Tank out because he could take a shot and he could really give one. Uh, I tried to fight butterbean once he was already spent, like once he couldn't even walk anymore, barely when he was like six hundred pounds. I even said I'd fight for a hundred dollars just because I wanted to win over Butterbean. That was like always my goal, like to get a win over Wes Sims or guys who had a much better name, like bigger name than their ability, you know. But um, yeah, no, I mean the Butterbean that fought his last couple of fights. Well, I mean Tank was spent by then too. I almost fought. You remember when Tank fought? Uh, I think Scott Ferrazzo in someone's backyard. Yeah, 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 yeah. The same guy, I guess he's a drug dealer, allegedly. I, I'm sorry if not. Uh, but he was going to pay me $10,000 to fight Wes Sims in his backyard at a private party. And I told him as long as I got the money first, like I was down, but I had to have it like yeah. I wanted it. I told him I wanted it before I got there, like because I'm not showing there and then have you give me $10,000 and rob me afterwards. I should have done that in Japan when I fought too because I had a $30,000 deal in Japan and yeah. he gave me, me $15,000 and suddenly they didn't speak English anymore. Like after... After they paid me, I was like, no, no, you guys owe me 30. They're like, oh, later, later. And I was like, no, not later, now. And there's nothing I can do about it. So I was going to go uh, on an area Hawaii show. It was, uh, you know, the guy, the legend, he just died, and he fought Muhammad Ali in the first mixed martial arts match, uh, the famous Japanese pro wrestler. Ensign uh, Inouye. Ensign Antonio Inouye. Inouye. Yeah, no, Inouye. 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 
Yeah, he's like, oh, I mean, he fought Muhammad Ali in the first mixed martial arts match, and he just basically crawled around. Muhammad Ali just moved around. It was his promotion. So I had told the Japanese people, the promoters, that if they didn't give me my money by the time I was on Ariel's show, that I was going to say that he tried to have sex with me and wouldn't pay me my money um, if I didn't do it. Because that worked when I fought in Australia. They tried to stick me on five grand in Australia and said they'd send it later. And I told them I was going on Ariel's show that weekend, even though I wasn't, or that week. And I said that I was going to say that they paid me to lose and they tried to have sex with me and won't give me my last five grand because I wouldn't do it. And I had my money within like, seriously, 30 minutes. My money got transferred into my bank account. So uh, I wasn't actually scheduled to go on Ariel. I just said that. So I tried the same thing. And Monty Cox, my agent, called me and said, hey, um, you know, you're messing with the Yakuza right now, right? Like by threatening them and stuff, right? I was like, dude, I don't care. Dudes are in Japan. What are they going to do? He goes, they're going to send people over here to murder you, most likely. He said, so I don't think I would say that, uh, you know, Anoki's trying to have sex with you. That's a bad idea. And uh, it was funny when they didn't pay my money. I was like, well, I'm not leaving here until they don't, until they pay my money. And Monty was like, okay, well, they're just going to, what are you going to do? Just going to sit in Japan? Like, they don't care if you leave there or not. They, they don't care what you do. But why and, Why try to have sex with you? Why can't they, you stop at, they didn't pay me my money? Like, why, why the trying to have sex because, with you? Because uh, Asians are, uh, especially pro wrestlers, are notoriously homophobic. And I was trying to more make like a political stand than anything. No, <laughs> not really. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, that was the most insulting thing. Shit, I was it a personal fantasy? Right. Yeah, that's what, I was like, Tell you what, if somebody's giving my money, somebody's going to be getting their dick sucked around here. Um, but uh, no, it's uh, yeah, they stuck me for fifteen grand. So I'll bring Bruce. Was... I'll bring Bruce over. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll bring Bruce, and everybody's getting their dick sucked. Um, but uh, yeah, Dominic Cruz would be my backup for that one. Um, but uh, no, they uh, yeah, that never ended up happening. But Wes Sims called me and asked me if we could just stage the fight and both just split the money. Um, or if, or if he quit the first time I hit him, if I was giving half my money and I said, yes, but I wasn't going to, I was just going to punch him in the face and leave with the money. But, uh, it's, uh, cause he didn't want to fight. He goes, dude, I'm not trying to get really hurt. I said, let's just fight. Then how bad can it be? He's like, I'm not trying to fight your big ass. Meanwhile, West Sims is 6'11", 280 pounds. But, um, yeah, that's, uh, yeah. They, so that never happened, but I don't know how I got over oh, Butterbean. That's how we got on that. So. Well, well uh, the last couple of weeks have been uh, pretty crazy. So I've been traveling like crazy. So I got to Portland, Oregon, right? By the way, so I, I Portland's like beautiful city. I hear. Yeah, yeah, right, <laughs> dude. How did, how did you? How did you switch? How did you make the switch from uh, what he's talking about to uh, you just traveling? Because this is gonna, because no we're gonna go on for an hour. We're gonna go on for an hour about about Sean almost uh, trying to have <laughs> someone fuck someone in the ass, and then him getting money, I, I, which I, I like love. I love. But so I have, every story ends with me. But I actually wrote down some things that I thought would be kind of funny or, or stories that, that. Anyway, so I get to Portland, and I'm and I'm I'm wiped because I just had done like a cruise ship, and I was I. Flew from to Mexico to Houston, back to LA, back to Portland, all within like nine. Adam hours. was exhausted from being on a cruise for a week. <laughs> that's yeah, that's, that was my question. Wait, wait. People pay tons of money to go on a cruise for vacation, and you're you're exhausted from that. No, I'm exhausted from like <laughs> when you're getting I had, paid. I had eight shows on the cruise. I had to do an audition for General Hospital. Uh, from the cruise, which I didn't get, and then and then flying the flying the flying part is is a, that, that, that's the hard part. So the, you know, anyway, I get the Portland, yeah. and yeah. the guy the guy picks me up, the promoter. That and sucks. Guy, that fucking flying sucks. 
the guy is smoking all his like the guy must smoke like 45 cigarettes at like eight o'clock in the morning. The guy who picked me up, the nice nice guy, this guy who like the booker. So we get to this, we get to the hotel, and I'm telling them about Roddy Piper. The guy worked with Roddy Piper. And I said, Man, Roddy is the only wrestler I know who was faithful to his wife. Like he, you know, he was actually faithful. So we get the lady behind the counter. Thank goes, you. Thank you very much. <laughs> 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 the lady behind the counter is like this like heavy set woman and she goes on the thunder like she had this like re- like speech impediment she's like what did you say and like i didn't know where i didn't know where it was coming from i just heard like what did you say like, like something was going on right so i'm like what the fuck was that right i look and it's a lady and then i'm like oh she, i go hey how's it going and like it was eight o'clock in the morning so i'm like hey was, you know I'm trying to get a room and uh because a lot of times they make you wait till one o'clock which right. whenever they do that i'm just like okay no problem i just set up shop in the lobby of the hotel and talk to everybody and have conversations like what he got AIDS? Take off your you shoes. Me? You know, like you take off your shoes and you strip down to your underwear. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I'm like, I can't believe he got chlamydia. You think? You think, do you think I have it? Like having really inappropriate conversations. So then the lady, I go, hey, I'm a comic. You want to come to the show? She goes, tell me a joke. Like so, I was like, <laughs> oh god, All right? So I told her. I told her a joke and then she goes i have a couple jokes and then starts this is the lady behind the desk that's telling me like 10 jokes in a row but like off the internet like a priest and a rabbi what and now there's a, a line behind me there's like 15 people behind me waiting to check in and i gotta wait for these jokes and i don't even know where the punchlines are i'm just waiting for like pauses so i can pretend to laugh but she has my room key Finally, she's like, okay, <laughs> I'll let you, I'll let you in, but you got to go check out that. And she starts telling me a whole fucking tour. And if you, oh, dude, that, it was brutal. That was, it was, it was brutal. It was. <laughs> was she made of clay? Cause she sounds like Mr. Bill in your impression. I keep thinking, I just keep thinking she's going to be like, oh, yeah. no. like when you get her oh, hand. No, no. <laughs> What's up people? Support for MMA Roasted is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below the waist grooming. Their products are precision engineered tools for your family jewels, which are very important, especially to our people watching, well, to everybody really. But Manscaped's performance package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 8 million people worldwide, okay, who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you, which is 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code MMA Roasted at manscaped.com my math is correct that's about 16 million balls that's a lot of balls people lots and lots of balls okay listen i've been using the performance package 4.0 it's a game changer okay i remember before i used to use scissors or i would use a razor i've cut my balls and that is not fun okay i've scraped them i people thought i had stds i just had all kinds of just just terrible things all right just horrible stuff on my nuts okay and uh thanks to manscaped it's all taken care of okay first of all first off the lawnmower 4.0 the trimmer is the future of grooming and dare i say the greatest ball trimmer ever i tried lots of ball trimmers okay i, I plucked them out I, I hasn't been good okay but um this trimmer is waterproof 
and you could say goodbye to the mess in the bathroom floor. Okay. My wife comes in, she's hair everywhere. She's like, what's going on? It looked like a, somebody ran over a, a Furby or something. Okay. Listen, Manscaped is, is the way to go. Okay. Time to take care of yourself. Go to manscaped.com and get 20% off and free shipping with the code MMA roasted. Okay. That's 20% off free shipping. Use the code MMA roasted at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code MMA roasted. Unlock your confidence. Okay. Let your balls out. Okay. You, uh, you take home a girl for the first night or your wife or a guy, whatever you're into, they could be like, wow. This person takes care of you. You don't want stinky nuts, all right? You don't want women to pass out and just have all kind of funk down there. Not good, okay? I used to look like Ben Askren down there. Girls would be like, is that Askren? Because it would just be just lots of hair everywhere. <sighs> yeah, it was like it was like Chase Hooper down on my nutsack. Not good, okay? Unlock your confidence. Always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Check it out. Dude, I don't know what it is. Dude, when, we, when, I got to, dude, when I flew to Houston to go to the cruise, we go, the cruise was out of Galveston, Texas, right? I don't know what it is with these people now that think that they have jobs where you're trapped, where they have to now, like, like this guy gave us a tour, right? It was me and, like, younger people that did not want this tour, right? But this guy's giving us – he's a bus driver. And he's like, everybody, if you look to the right, that was the first insurance building – in the history of Gal, like no one gave a fuck about the insurance building. If you look to the left, that's the river. Dude, it, this went on for 45 minutes. Like, and then starts saying, hey, make sure. Well, you don't want to miss the river. <laughs> he goes, <laughs> Not in Galveston. You don't want to miss the river. <laughs> then he's like, make sure you guys check your credit card. Yeah, take your room key and the charges because I, I had a friend that, uh, his kid took his car. They had a pizza party, and he bought everyone pizza, and it was nineteen thousand. I'm like, first of all, this is a bullshit story. Like that didn't happen. You know, there's no fucking way it was nineteen. He goes, I think that's what I'm like, dude. Come, like, why am I listening to this, right? So then I, I ended up going to the cruise, and I'm talking to these girls. This is like, what, what, what store? What, what store has nineteen thousand dollars worth of pizza ingredients? You know, sitting I, around I, per day, per day, dude. Then, then, then I get on the cruise and there's like, like five black women. They're so super nice, and, and I'm talking to them. We're, ha we're having a great time. They didn't know who Shaka Khan was. That was a little concerning, and they didn't know who Smokey Robinson was. They were, I guess, in their thirties. No way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> were they from Africa? Were they actually African? No, no. They were from, uh, they were from Texas, right? <laughs> But the one girl says to me, she's like, hey, so do you cheat on your wife? I think she would kind of like me. And I was like, I was like, no, I, I don't. She's like, well, yeah. she, she's like, I don't care if a guy cheats as long as he respectfully cheats. Um, right. She's like, don't. <laughs> the fuck does that mean? Goes, don't bring don't bring home a disease. She's like, don't do it in front of me. Don't let me know about it. But I don't want to hear about it. But if you want to go out and cheat, if you're on a cruise ship or this somewhere else, go ahead and cheat. And I'm like, dude, that's crazy, right? I mean, Sean, did, you get her, did you get her number? No, no, I didn't get her number. But then there was another girl, this Indian girl who was very nice, uh, who met her boyfriend playing Dungeons and Dragons, right? Like she was like this nerdy. So he was an alpha male, obviously. <laughs> he was definitely the, the quarterback of the high school football team when they met. 
<laughs> and she was worried about him cheating. And I'm like, dude, he's not cheating on you. If you meet a guy <laughs> playing D&D, uh, which I even know D&D because what she said, like, he's not he's not cheating. Right. Uh, so th- then then there's dude. So that 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 was crazy, and then uh, dude, these girls on the dance floor at the cruises, it's it's next level. Sean, Don, you never, you know how back in the day you'd see girls like, you know, like dance promiscuously or whatever it is promiscuously. Dude, one girl will get on all fours and have her ass in the in the air, basically her head's on the fucking dance floor, and these two other two girls take their position of holding her dress down, like like they know that way her panties don't, that way you can't see if she's wearing underwear or not. Like they have positions now. <laughs> they, they ran drills. They got down to, to a science. That's a uh, league. What was that carnival? Practicing what practicing was it? Yeah, carnival, dude. Was then, uh, dude. Then I'm like, bro. Then Scott Bayo need to help moving, right? Because Scott Bayo moved to Florida. So, <laughs> wait, he moved. He asked you to help him move out of state. That's a hell of a friend, man. Dude. They gave us okay. So Scott Bale was like he he's moving to Florida, and but he's in Florida with the kid, and the wife needed help moving, and you know they're they're like the most wonderful people I know. So I'm like, all right, dude, I get there, and I'm wait, like, wait, 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 he he left his wife, he no, left his no, wife no. alone to do yeah, that. yeah, yeah, to move. <laughs> the kind of move. He's ironically he left her in charge of the move. Yeah, yeah dude. <laughs> so they had like twenty five thousand boxes for me to move, right, and uh. I, so now I'm climbing on rafters, bro. Like I'm climbing on ra- Like I could have died 700 times falling off. I'm in the garage getting boxes down, you know. And then Renee's like, who I love. She's like, hey, be careful about the Christmas decorations because, you know, every like those whatever those circles. But, you know, I'm talking about the. <laughs> I'm, I'm not Jewish. I'm, I celebrate Christmas, and I have no idea what no, you're talking about. No, the Christmas decorations, the, the ones that you put on your like uh, door. Oh, the, the wreath, like yeah. a Christmas wreath or something. Yeah, so like, yeah. careful. There's pine cones. On. Don't break the pine cones. I'm like, they're expensive. I'm like, yeah, so are my legs. Right. Like, I almost <laughs> fell off this thing a hundred times. Uh, there, I'm. I must have packed ten thousand boxes, right? So, so then I, my wife's like, our places like, and they they gave us tons of stuff. I mean furniture and toys and this and that you know all this stuff for my kid my place is like a fucking it's like a toy store now it's like a th- just all this stuff so then br- my wife's like we 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 can't um my wife said like, we we, we, we uh, can't take all this stuff there's too much stuff right she's like we can't we, we don't need all this stuff blah 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 so then she, so then i'm like i had one more uh SUV to move. I have SUV. I had one more thing to move, right? Because Wait, I can't see. I'm driving. Count Bayo is using an SUV to move. No, I'm moving his stuff. He's got he's like he's got a he's got a mansion and a condo and and like uh, in Florida. And, and not a moving company. <laughs> he can afford a mansion. And a condo yeah, he's just a bunch of guys, bunch of bunch of friends with pickup trucks. All right. Hey, you got a pickup truck? What are you doing Saturday? Well, we're Ralph Mouth and uh. <laughs> Or Ralph Mouth and what's his name? Oh, God, I grew in the joke. I can't remember his name. Who was the other guy? Uh, so Potsy, Potsy, Potsy. Really not open. So, dude, so I just cleaned out my garage. Now we have so much stuff you can't walk in the garage, right? Between the kids' stuff and the furniture and the, the stuff for the baby. So then I asked Bree. I'm like, Hey, Bree, can you just come over with your with your uh, with your car? We have one more. So she comes over and then she's like. 
you know, Renee offers her like a wheelbarrow and like these like things that look like caskets. I mean, these huge things. And, and then like we have 19 Christmas trees and <laughs> like, like just, it keeps going couches. And, and then we have big, I don't even know what benches and stuff to sit on. And she wants to know if we want her turtles. I, I mean, this is all this stuff. There's like a pond. We want a pond, you know, like, so, so then I fly out Friday night to go to the cruise. I take my kid to see Little Mermaid, this, that. Bree's mom has COVID, so she's stuck in the house. She was helping us. So then I get a text. My wife goes, no, of course. My wife's like, I'm coming over tomorrow with uh, two U-Hauls to get more stuff, right? She went from me taking too much stuff to now she's getting U-Hauls to take the rest of the stuff, right? Because she's offering her all this stuff. So then, Of course. So then, of course, I The women are crazy, that's why. So I, I fly in, I go, how's it going with the stuff? Like, she goes, disaster. The gate malfunction, our gate malf malfunction. It still doesn't work from the guy driving into my house. And it closed on Rob, the guy who was helping us truck. We couldn't get him out. We had to call a tow truck. Then three competing tow trucks showed up of, like, Armenian guys trying to outbid the, the next guy. <laughs> the, the, They're not aggressive at all. I've heard Armenians can be quite reasonable also, so that probably wasn't. It costs us a fortune between paying the guys, extra hours, and the emergency gate repair. So, And then I'm on a ship. So now everyone's got COVID, and there's a fucking truck stuck in our gate. Like, yeah, it just... And then I'm like, dude, we have two giant Easter... We have two giant bunnies, like all, all her Easter stuff that are like, you know, we have seven-foot-two bunnies in the house now of Scott Bale. Of course, everybody does. <laughs> everybody does. Why, 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 you know... What what's 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 different about that? Shit. Oh God! Nothing <laughs> unique here. If you were helping Scott Bale move to Florida, though, is that what you're saying? Yeah, he's moving to Florida, but he he hired two two U-Hauls to to like drive the stuff to drive. The you stuff. guys had to load it or something? No, he, he had all this extra stuff. Oh, so you weren't helping him move? You were just taking. No, his, I helped him move like 500 things, and my payment was all the extra stuff that he didn't want. I got you. Okay, uh, but. I did. I helped them move. Oh, was it was it was it autograph photos of, of himself? Dude, there was his, so, his autobiography. Dude, there were so many chachi bobbleheads. We have a couple of them. We got a couple. Of <laughs> dude, you could probably make a fortune on eBay with his memorabilia you took out of his house. Dude, but then yeah, there was yeah. like, dude, it was. If he had a time machine and could go back to eighty-five, I mean. Uh, it was it was all this stuff. And then Scott calls me up. He's like, hey, man, thank you. And then I had to get a home. My my friend Dante has a turtle rescue. So I got a, I had to get his I got his turtle saved. Um, Yeah, it was just a whole thing. Oh, and, yeah. Those, those are hard. Those are hard to outrun. Those are hard to outrun and chase down. Man. <laughs> He's got an underground railroad for turtles. Dude, <laughs> dude you got to see my, my kid has so many toys now. I mean, just. And then we have we have a huge I don't know a bean bag a giant bean bag and and it just it just keeps going. Um, I'm like Bray, why do we have a wheelbarrow? Oh, she's like, oh, she gave us the ladder and the wheelbarrow and the turtles and the turtles. And <laughs> yeah. How are she going to move those turtles around without the wheelbarrow? <laughs> yeah, then, uh, is a turtle cheap bean bag? Dude, yeah, seriously, dude. So then and then so Chase Hooper came to my show in Seattle. You know he's from this place called Umenclaw. You know what he's you know that what it's like the town's famous for? I can only imagine. Okay, so I guess Mass they have, so Umenclaw is in is in is in Washington where Chase Hooper's from. And and it's got 12,000 people 
I guess they had a conference of horse fuckers, of people that got together to fuck a horse, to get fucked oh, by a horse. Geez. So there was a guy that mm. like got hit by a car or something and he couldn't feel anything. So then his friend held the horse and they put it on video and the horse fucked him and then he died. I guess Joe Rogan has a bit about it. What a friend. <laughs> what a good friend. Yeah. <laughs> so that's- hey, you can't feel anything. Do me a favor. I get a lot of hits on on the YouTube with this, you know. I, I can get some money out of it, and I'll spread it with you. <laughs> oh, you died? Oh, if you don't die. <laughs> yeah. So, so basically, his take it all, bitch. Like, take it all. So I guess it was like a big conference of like people, like twenty five people that got together to get fucked by horses, and that that was in his town where he grew up, Umanclaw, Washington. And the guy's name was Mister Hands. That's the guy who died, Mister Hands. Um, and so I guess Mr. Oops. So Chase said on his school, somebody wrote horse fuckers, like the rival town came over and put horse fuckers on the school. So the outsiders, they got a rival. How do you defend that? How do you so, defend that when you've got a fucking conference going on? The socials came over and ruined their, ruined their school. Like what's going on? So, are you guys watching the Ultimate Fighter? I know this is the fighting you know, you, know, you know, it wasn't you know, it wasn't the Amish bringing their horses into town. You know, to... <laughs> uh, no, I have not watched. I didn't know the Ultimate. I knew that Conor McGregor was on the Ultimate Fighter this year, but I haven't watched it for fear of I might see Conor McGregor on it. So, so I'll give you a recap of the show. So it's Conor versus Chandler, right? And uh, they have the veterans, guys that were in the UFC that got cut. One guy won the Ultimate Fighter. He's on the veteran team. Against, <laughs> he's going to be a two-time Ultimate Fighter winner. That's why I wondered how many seasons was James Krause on. That dude was on like seven seasons of the Ultimate Fighter. I'm like, he's currently a UFC fighter, and he's on the Ultimate Fighter again. Like, what is going on? Like, I didn't figure it out. <laughs> they find out it was rigged, <laughs> right? So he probably bet somebody he could get on more than twice, and they were like, "There's no way." You know, yeah. you could bet on the Super Bowl, right? Uh, you could bet on um, the national anthem. Like how long it's gonna be? You oh really? Over. Dude, if it's a black woman, bet the over. There's For no real? way it's gonna be like three minutes or under. Like that's gotta be the easiest bet in the world. Um, but anyway, so uh, so what happened was Chandler versus Connor. They get along. Yeah, you can bet. You can bet. You can bet on anything. You know, in Vegas, I know. I know. Um, who's who's the uh, who's the chick who's the champion now? Nunez. You know the. Uh, Nunez, yeah. Uh, when she fights, uh, she fights another woman. There's a bet that a testicle will drop out, you know, <laughs> and make make its appearance. <laughs> when I heard they, they were, they didn't clarify if it was. They were taking bets on WrestleMania matches for a while, man. I can't even believe that's like how you can bet on pro wrestling blows my mind. But they were they were doing that for a while. It's crazy. Uh, so anyway, so then what happened was. So Connor versus a, and it's one of those things where this guy on Chandler, on Connor's team, he's like, you know, this is it. He, I, I like work full time. I'm uh this and that. I got all kinds of, he's got all kinds of issues. He's like, he works at like, you know, six in the morning packages for UPS. He got a new baby. He's this, that. And you end up like rooting for this guy. He gets knocked out in eight seconds. <laughs> like literally <laughs> fucking eight seconds. The fight was like, He's like, yeah, so uh, Chandler's team. Hey, wait, that was my that was my record. That was <laughs> my fucking record. Shit. 
<laughs> so uh yeah yeah roosevelt roberts won he's a guy and then uh so but they got a good cast though they got this guy hick diaz you know remember uh that kid they call him not nick diaz hick diaz he, he you know who he is he's the guy that had like he has like four teeth but he's from like west virginia or something oh jason knight I was going to say that doesn't narrow it down, but yes, I do know who Jason Knight is. Yeah, he's on it. Jason Knight's oh, on it. And then so is Cody Gibson. He's the guy that had the, he came on the podcast and had the, um him versus Hector Lombard in the uh, debate, Bernie Sanders versus Trump. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Hector. Those were the good old days. He's a uh, school teacher also. So yeah, so that was, um that was, I saw Mike, per Mike Pierce, Ed Herman. They came to my show. That was pretty awesome. This girl, Liz Tracy came, who uh, is an Invicta fighter. And I, you know, I thought she was a lesbian for some reason. Like, she has super short hair. Every single picture is her with like girls in it. Did she but, she turned you down? <laughs> that too. But she was she was on a date at the show, and I was like making fun of this guy that was her date. And then afterwards, I was like, oh, she's like, you know, I'm not. She's like, I'm not a lesbian. I love sucking dick. So uh, shout out to her, uh, Liz Tracy, for. All right. Um, did you watch the fights last week? Anyone watch the fights? I didn't know there were fights. No. That's, that's what I was. No. Uh, all right. I'll tell you what happened. Quick repack. So Kai Cara France, they said he lost. He 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 lost. They said he got he, uh, he got robbed. I rewatched it. It, it was could have went either way. I thought he won, but he he gave up. I think round one and two. So that I think that was one of the problems. Uh, Bruce Leroy won. Against Daniel Pineda, this, uh, that was an amazing fight. Jim Miller won. So they bring in this guy. Jim Miller is supposed to fight um, the guy that I thought beat Patty Pimlet. You know that guy that was like overdosed on heroin 12 times? Uh, what's this? <laughs> I'm talking about Patty Pimlet. Is either that guy or every female UFC fighter. Like that was one of those two. What's up, people? During the prime spring season, which is now, you need wholesome, convenient meals to energize you for warmer, more active days and keep you on track reaching your goals. That's you, all right? I want you to reach your goals. I want to reach my goals. And Factor, which is America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, they can help you fuel up fast with ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, you'll eat well, and you'll tackle everything on your to-do list, which is a lot if you're me and probably you too. Are you too busy to cook this May? I know I am. I stink at cooking. Well, with Factor, you can skip the trip to the grocery store and skip the chopping, the prepping, and cleaning. That takes time, all right? And Factor's fresh, never frozen meals are ready in just two minutes. Two. So all you got to do is heat it up and enjoy. Then get back outside and soak up the warmer weather because that's good for you. Vitamin D. Are you looking for calorie-conscious options ahead of summer? I know I am. You could try their delicious dietitian approved calorie smart meals with around or less than 550 calories per serving. All right. You need an extra boost of energy? I always do. I'm exhausted. I got a kid. I got a wife. I got a career. I need energy. All right. And check it out. Try the protein plus meals with 30 grams of protein or more per serving. They offer delicious flavor packed options on the menu each week. And I've read a variety of lifestyles from keto to calorie smart, vegan and veggie, and protein plus. They're prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians. Each meal has all the ingredients you need to feel satisfied all day long while meeting your goals. 
Get those goals, people. If you're looking to mix it up, you could add protein to select vegan and veggie meals each week. With 34-plus chef-prepared, dietitian-approved weekly options, there's always something new to try. Plus, you could round out your meal and replenish your snack supply with an assortment of 45-plus add-ons, including breakfast items like their delicious apple cinnamon pancakes, yummy bacon and cheddar egg bites, and potato bacon and egg breakfast galette. Or for an easy wellness boost, try refreshing beverage options like cold-pressed juices, shakes, smoothies. Looking to pack in more protein? Conveniently add on filling options like a salmon filet. Oh, that sounds delicious. Or chicken wings to your factor meals to support your dietary goals any time of the day. So check it out. Head to factormeals.com slash roasted50 and use code Roasted 50 to get 50% off your first box. That's amazing. That's code Roasted 50 at factormeals.com slash Roasted 50 to get 50% off your first box. That sounds amazing. Do it now. Patty Pimlet. Uh, yeah. Fucking. Uh, yeah. So the, anyway, so this guy was supposed to fight a uh, Jared Gordon. So Jared Gordon, the week of fight week, talks about ha- getting a. He fought like thirty days before that. He talks about getting a uh, concussion. He said he, he said he was I, I had a, I had a concussion, and now the UFC took him off the took him off the whole thing. They said no way, we can't let the guy fight. And then people were mad at Dana White because Dana was like, "This guy's not Jared's not a doctor. He should have to- he didn't disclose that." And they're like, "Well, you guys, people are like, well, you guys booked it, so how is that his fault? You know." Um, so they brought in this guy. He got knocked out in the UFC like 30 days before, right? Yeah, yeah, in the UFC. So, yeah, it wasn't like they didn't, like, when did he get knocked out? Three weeks ago? We didn't know about that. Right, 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 right. So then um, it was one of those things where they brought in this guy to fight, uh, this guy Jesse Butler, took the fight on 48 hours notice, came in there, had his hands down, chin up in the air, and Jim Miller just knocked him out in 20 seconds. It was like, boom, like... What are you gonna do, right? I guess they're probably gonna put him on the Ultimate Fighter next season. It sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like how or or making the trainer, making making the trainer for um the kid out of uh shit the Triple C whatever his name is <laughs> Henry Cejudo's trainer. Um, yeah. So that was that was crazy, and then uh. And then what else happened? Um, Tim Elliott, he's the guy that got cheated on, and um, by Gina. Remember he was it he, Yeah, well, no, the guy by his, his like best man, the, the girl that I used to date, Gina. So the guy that was oh his yeah, best that's man, very disrespectfully. Yes, the guy. The guy was his best man, and then he posted about it. This was my wedding picture. She was giving my vows to my kid. She fucked the best guy, Kevin Kroom. Um, So this guy looked great. Tim Elliott. I think he was like, like, like scorn. Tim Elliott is a fucking. I was writing jokes about it. Like, he's gonna dedicate the fight to Maury Povich, and <laughs> you know, like his corner left him for Kevin Kroom. But shout out to him. Uh, he said he didn't know that twenty million people would see the tweet about right. the girl. You know, um, and then there was a guy from Pakistan took the fight on one week notice. This guy. Uh, Muhammad Naimov. He fought this guy Malarkey, who wins every fight up until the second round. Then he gets knocked out. 
The guy from Pakistan had a whole stadium of people watching him in Pakistan at like four in the morning. But they didn't, wow. they didn't cut, but they didn't cut to it. You would think the UFC would just cut to it. They, yeah. they mentioned it, but why would they? Because <laughs> it probably cost more than $500 to send a camera crew over there to film it. And they're like, we're not doing that. When they uh, when they did my uh, I was the co-main event at 124 and they did they did the the countdown show and I didn't have they pulled my tweets off the internet that's how cheap the UFC is my part of the countdown show where that was someone reading my tweets like uh, about Stephen Struve and when I asked why I asked like uh, Joe Silva I said are you guys not going to come film or whatever like yeah, we don't have that kind of money to send somebody to film crew to Indiana to film you training and stuff and I was like really like for for a, a pay-per-view that's going to sell a million pay-per-views, that seems odd. But, uh, yeah, couldn't afford to send a camera crew probably over there. And then uh, – so that was basically – and then don't – Don, tell but me. If, if you're willing to film it, if you're if you're willing to film it on your telephone and then send it to them, they'll, they'll take that. Yeah, right. But not pay you for it. And then uh, Don, tell me is not – he was right. the guy that had the guy on the bottom of him and started humping the guy's face. Remember that guy? Like tried to knock him out with his cup. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, he knocked out Andre Arlovski. Sure, sure. Arlovski still fighting? I thought he retired with the cup shot. Yeah, yeah. He basically tried to knock the guy out with the cup shot. Um, yes. So that is what happened last week. Now you guys are all caught up um, in the PFL this week. Um, Brandon Lochnane, he's the guy that beat Bubba Jenkins. He won it last year, won the million. He's fighting a guy from Pinedo. Uh, Bubba's fighting this week. I hope Bubba wins. Bubba's one of those guys, like, he always wins the second fight. He overlooks people. He makes these rookie mistakes his whole fucking career. He's one of these guys, Don. I don't know if you ever coach guys like this or train with guys or, or Sean. They have to learn the hard way every time. Like, they win the rematch. <laughs> yeah. They win this, they win that, but they lose to guys they should beat because they just assume that they're that they're too good. Have you ever worked with guys like that? Yeah, yeah, myself a couple yeah. times, a couple <laughs> times, a couple times with me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had I had a couple of rematches that I was so sure I was going to win. I didn't really train for him and got my ass whipped. So, but him is the first one. It's the first one he loses. Yeah. He wins the rematch. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> he just he assumes blindly he's going to win the first one. I go to first one. hundred percent. I mean that for me. I have to remind myself sometimes with comedy shows. I'm like, don't forget you could bomb. Like you bomb all the time. Like don't, for, <laughs> dude. This is not this is not a gimme. Every time I think I'm going to walk in and just fucking crush, is number one. I'm result oriented. I'm not thinking about the joke. I'm thinking about the reaction. And number two, the laugh is never as big as I want it to be. You know, so I right. never am crushing as hard as I am. Or I, th I think I am. Um, Tyler Diamond, he's a guy that like made it to the finals, the ultimate fighter, kick-ass guy, kind of a boring wrestler. UFC cut him. He was doing this food delivery service package meal, got into the PFL, had some wars. They let him back into the PFL. Now he's fighting a guy who's 20 and 0 from fucking Dagestan. Imagine that. Oh God! You know, if they let it keep going, everybody in the entire UFC and PFL will be from Dagestan. Like if they let those guys in, like they really, they're gonna have to start doing like some kind of racial quotas or something, man, because those guys are gonna dominate everything. It's like like if Harvard didn't have affirmative action, every kid would be from China because they've got perfect SAT scores and like you know what I mean. Like it's just uh, yeah, it's crazy, man. You're not kidding, man. My first semester in college. Well, they'll they'll take uh they'll they'll, they'll take UFC money. You know, UFC can 
can lowball them down to nothing. You know, we'll we'll we'll, we'll give you uh we'll give you ten dollars and a, a, cam- a cup of camel milk if you come over and uh, fight. <laughs> I was gonna say a goat, but a cup of camel milk is far far better deal. <laughs> Way, way more specific. So this week, oh, and this guy Impa is fighting. Impa is the guy that, remember that guy Joaquin Buckley? Uh, he caught Buckley's foot and Buckley did that crazy kick where he yeah. like, that's the guy that got knocked out from Buckley. And he got knocked out again. I saw him when he was in Miami. He was my friend's personal Quick trainer. Quick catching feet. Quick catching feet. My friend from high school, he was his personal trainer. And I'm like, oh, man, like he only fought for like two years before he went to the UFC. Now he's back in the PFL and he won his qualifying thing. So I I hope the guy wins it. Fucking nice guy, man. I, I'm I have- still trying to figure out whose money the PFL is burning, man. Somebody I don't know. I don't know what's going on. They are burning. So I mean, they're giving millions of dollars away all the time. Like, you know what I mean? Like they're giving millions of dollars to Vangano and he's not even fighting. Like they just keep giving money like. Golly, where were they when I was fighting, man? Like, it, I would have loved to have gone and fought in PFL for a million dollar payday against some. Like, they asked me. I, I, I think yeah. I have yet to meet anyone from Africa yeah. that wasn't nice, by the way. Everybody I meet from Africa is like super nice and grateful and humble. Because they're happy to be the fuck out of that country. They're <laughs> off that continent, you know? They're happy to be off that continent. Dude, I have, ne- I have never seen poverty like I did when I went to Africa. When the uh, soldiers took me around, uh, I went to Djibouti, Africa, and the guys, the NCIS guys, were like, "Hey, you want us to take you a tour?" Sure, dude. There were people on this drug called COT, where it's like heroin combined yeah. with something. Where and like the the head of the country's wife was the biggest COT dealer, and they were just <laughs> sitting there like zombies. It's like fentanyl times twenty, just drooling in the middle of the road. They said like 90% of the people had AIDS in that country. Um, and guys were still fucking the women with AIDS. Like the U.S. soldiers were going downtown. They're like, fuck it, risk it. Um, and uh, we were giving out- little- This is Somalia? Uh, Djibouti, Africa, right by Somalia. We were giving out water bottles that were like this big, right? To little kids that were following our truck. You would have think we gave them a million dollars each. Like Then they took me to this graveyard where they didn't even have money to bury people. So it was, they were buried like three feet under. Like you could see his bones, human bones uh, everywhere. I got so sick just being there. So you're you're not uh, lying, Don, when you say that uh, that place is rough. That's, a, that, that's real poverty right there. So Scott Bayo gives you millions of dollars yeah, toys for yeah. kid and you give kids a bottle of water that's about three ounces. That's, what, that's the moral of that story. Dude, those kids they, 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 chasing you on a truck for it. They have to chase the truck for the bottle of water. Dude, Scott Bayo's wife. Well, they they those those kids, those kids wouldn't even take the Scott Bayo bobbleheads. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not kidding though. Scott Bayo and his wife, it's funny because they're always giving money to Africa. They send they send clothes to Africa all the time. They have part of their like church thing. So my friend Glozell. She's like, what are you doing uh, to the Renee? She's like, oh, I'm sending clothes to Africa today. She goes, I'm right here. Clothes <laughs> I'm Africa. And she came over and got a bunch of the clothes. Like, That's crazy. How do, you know how, and I don't want you to like, I don't know, hurt your friendship, but how does a guy like Scott Bayo maintain his level of wealth 
when he doesn't act or do it? Like, does he did he invest his money really well? Or residual checks that great? Like, I don't know. I mean, he's always been conservative. Like, he campaigned for Reagan. Like, he has been a conservative, and and he um, I I don't know how because I asked him the same question on, on my podcast. I'm like, dude, you have I mean, for the Happy Days money, the Charles and Charles money. But I also think he was a super. He 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 bought a house real early, probably. Um, uh-huh. It's gated community. Like, like it's just so funny. All these people that are like Scott Bayo enjoy working at Subway. Uh, they're posting memes. Like he's. I'm like, bro. If you if you knew the gated community that he lives in, it's probably one of the top three I've ever been to in my life. Gated communities like Hidden Hill. I put it up up there with. I'm not Hidden Hills is the where like Drake and Russell Peters called Hidden Hills. They have like their own school district there. Um, and like the Dean McDermott, like the, the Kardashians all live there in Hidden Hills and Kanye. That place is insane. Hidden you, Hidden Hills is insane. Sounds like hell to me, but that's maybe different for people that live in LA. If but I had to live next to the Kardashians yeah. and Drake, I'd be like, yeah, fuck that. But dude, their um their community is also like it's up there with that. Like it's ridiculous the houses. They're they're, they're I mean, so that people that are like, oh Scott Bale, you're working at Subway. I'm like, dude. Working at Subway, like, are you out of here? Uh, but they moved to Florida. He owns it. Yeah, uh, they moved to Florida because number one, they wanted to get out of out of, out of L.A. They just they can't stand you know what's going on in California. But their daughter the is stupidity, ranked, right? Their daughter is ranked like number five in the country in golf. She's like in high school, uh, and she's insane at golf. So she got cool. Some kind of, yeah, that's cool. Some kind of school there, and they want to be in like near uh, near near near. Uh, <coughs> Super nice kid too. Yeah, like, congratulations. Just a, just yeah, a nice congratulations, kid. Yeah, I mean, how do you know? How do you know? How do you know Scott Bayo? Dude, it was when I was on Last Comic Standing. I got an email from Renee Bayo saying, "Hey, me and my Scott, my me and my husband Scott are rooting for you. We would love, we'd love to come see you." And I thought it was a joke. Like this is a fake right. account. So I'm like, "All right, half off." Like I was like, "Okay," and then they showed up. <laughs> <laughs> And they were like, we paid full price, you lying prick. Yeah, yeah. So then 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 they do like a charity thing every week for kids that are like super sick. So their kid was like misdiagnosed with like a terrible disease. Um, when she was born, they told her that, that she had this disease where she wasn't gonna live very long. And then it was a false positive. Turns out she didn't have the disease, but every year they put on these uh these fundraisers for kids that actually have the disease. So they yeah. like they they earn so much money and but the fundraisers are always like Kurt Schilling, <laughs> Kurt Schilling is there. That other baseball player for the Giants, like Audrey, uh, uh, what's that guy's name? The guy that's like always getting in trouble on the internet. Uh, uh, <laughs> the only Audrey I know. Anybody. The guy that was on the San Francisco Giants and he's always fucking, he's like super right wing. Uh, he, he's hilarious. He's just always fighting with people on. And it's all. But anyway, I reckon they're they're very nice people um, uh, to me and other people. All right. I also, never so- regret asking him to help me and my girlfriend out and calling him Charles at your wedding. I thought I don't know. I couldn't help it. Like he was. Uh, I don't know if we heard that story, Don, but I was at Adam's wedding and uh, me and my girlfriend uh, were arguing in the like about something i don't know kind of back behind the whole the whole area where the wedding was and scott bale comes walking by and i was like holy shit that's charles in charge like i didn't know he was at the wedding and uh he looked at me kind of concerned because apparently i was being mean to her it looked like i was being aggressive and i said charles would you help us out here and he just looked at me like he said what and i was like never mind like i, was, like, I just kind of <laughs> he didn't get it my girlfriend in charge 
<laughs> yeah, I think my, uh, my girlfriend didn't get it because she had never even heard of Charles in Charge or Scott Mayo. Like, she didn't even know who he was. So I was like, That's, you don't know Chachi? Like, there's Charles in Charge. And she was like, no, I'm 21. So I was like, uh, I don't know. So uh, John, he, yeah. he hates, he like doesn't like being around people so much. He's just over it. So like, okay, so they were having a raffle, right, for the charity. And the, the winner. That's why he hangs out with you. Yeah, pretty much. The winner got a round of golf with Scott Bale, right? That was what the winner got. And uh, so it was like up to like $1,000. Dude, all of a sudden, they're like $5,000 to Scott Bale. He was bidding against himself. So he didn't have to play with anybody. That's and awesome. Then, and then everyone started bidding. <laughs> <laughs> he got up to 15 grand because he didn't want to play. With, he really doesn't like playing with anybody. That is great. He would rather play with himself than play golf with you. <laughs> then he said the person who won didn't even show up. Dang, that's amazing. <laughs> that is awesome. He would yeah, rather everybody give away. the winner. <laughs> He'd rather give away all his subway money just to not have to play golf with you. Dude, I bombed so hard the first time doing it. <laughs> that there was an auction for like artwork and the guy goes, if nobody bids, I'm bringing the comic back up. <laughs> and then people started bidding. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, you you realize the amount of money an auction house could make if they had Brendan Schaub do stand-up comedy and things and did that. Like, uh, well, we can either get some bids on this or we can bring Schaub up for another five. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Got my checkbook. So, so this week, Amanda Nunez is fighting. It's a UFC. It's a pay-per-view. It's in Canada. And people are, are not really, uh, people are, aren't really feeling this one. I got to be honest. Um, yeah. But I only know three names on the entire card. So that like that's a little surprising to me. Uh, she's fighting Arena Donna. She's supposed to fight. I'm taking, I'm, I'm Ben. I'm betting a thousand dollars a a testicle exposes itself during the fight, though. <laughs> so uh, it's it's even money. It's even money. So I'm telling you, I think Aldana's going to win by knockout. I think Nunez is. Uh, I think that she's been slowly getting kind of past her past her prime, overlooking people. Uh, I think I'm I'm calling it. I think Aldana wins this. Um, Benil Dariush against Oliveira. That's a good fight. Um, I hope Benil wins. He's a guy that, like, during... I was like, Benil, what did you do over the weekend or something? He's like, oh, I went to a third world country and built a church. And, and doesn't even tell anybody. He's just a, a good guy, this guy. Um, so, who do you like in that one? Sean, Don. Oh, uh, God. I don't, man, I, I'm still with Oliveira. Oliveira, before he fought... Um... Oh, uh, the Dagestani guy, he was uh, looking amazing, man. So I'm thinking he may be just having an off night. Uh, or fighting a great fighter, too. But, uh, yeah, I think he's still one of the top two or three uh, fighters of that weight class in the world, man. He's he's really good. Really, really good. Don? I've never, li I've never lost money uh, betting, betting on him. So, yeah, I go with Oliveira. All right. I have a feeling Don's just trying to get a call from James Krause because he wanted to bet on the testicle coming out. Now he's talking about betting. Like within five minutes, his phone's going to be ringing. Like, I heard you want to lay some action down. It's going to be James Krause. That would be hilarious. Fucking poor <laughs> Krause. Dude, you, you don't understand. Like, when I met with Fight Pass and, like, Dana wanted to do the, do the special the, and then the UFC comedy specials, blah, blah, blah. Dude, there was a guy that I'm not going to say his name. He was not feeling, let's say, my show at all. He just – he was – well, he went on for like an hour telling me like 
how wrong I was for yada, yada, yada. And all he kept saying was, I can't, why can't you be more like James Krause? He's like, James Krause is a guy you need to be like. I'm sorry, Dana. I'm sorry, Dana, but. Uh... <laughs> no, it wasn't, it wasn't Dana. It was, it was this other guy at Fight Pass that was like, but he just kept telling me how James Krause, I need to be like James Krause. I'm like, meanwhile, James Krause almost bankrupted the whole fucking company. I mean, he basically got gambling illegal in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I like James, but I have a feeling he almost, he almost they're, they're gonna he find him close head first down the river. All right, one at a time. Uh Don, what were you saying? Don first. He he almost made it illegal in Nevada too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. And Sean, what were you saying? No, I was going to say, I, a, I, I like James, but I have a feeling they might find him floating down a river at some point here uh, shortly with the people. He, uh, he had some stuff going on. He's a slick dude, man. I'll tell you what. Like he, uh, I told you, he saw I made a bet, a parlay bet, and, man, he, my phone blew up because I posted online. I hit like a 30-to-1 parlay, and then uh, before I knew it, he was like, uh, he goes, hey, so, uh, like, who you betting with? Uh, you got any friends that want to bet? Like, this and that. I'm like, dude, I, I don't really want to set up, like, a sports book. And he's like, dude, I've been doing it for, like, 12 years, all this and that. And I was like, you know how much trouble you can get in for doing that? Like I was telling him, like anything across state lines is a federal crime, dude. Like it's, oh, they ain't going to do nothing. They don't prosecute that. I'm like, dude, that's said every guy who's ever been in prison for gambling, you know, like they it, uh the best was when my local bookie hit me up, had his son hit me up and told me, hey, if you get any text or calls from my old phone, don't answer. <laughs> and I was like, like, I, and so I get a hold of his son and I'm like, what does that mean? I haven't placed a bet or talked to your dad in six months. Number one, it's a burner phone. Number two, why would he have my name or number in there still or any bets I made? You know what I mean? Or whatever. Like, what do you tell me? Don't like, I, I dude, he had me stressing out for weeks. I'm like, you, you do something like you make bets with a guy. And I thought sports gambling was legal. Like I, I, yeah. I, I thought it was legal. And uh, he's like, well, actually, it was my dad's sports book. Uh, he set it up, and it wasn't actually – because DraftKings won't let you bet if you're a former UFC fighter. They won't let you make bets for whatever reason. I guess they – probably because of James Krause. But um, they uh, – yeah, they won't let you make bets. So I thought I asked this guy, do you know any guys that – do you know have what site do you use? And he told me, well, it turns out it's his site, and I didn't know that. But, yeah, I got an email one night in the middle of the night that says, hey, if anybody contacts you from the number you made those bets on, don't answer or respond. Uh, my dad's in jail right now. I was like – awesome like that's that's great that's exactly if he cared enough to hit me up you know what i mean how many how much trouble is he in you know so 100 percent. so uh nate the train who's a guy that like you know he just you can't he's one of those guys don he's a throwback to you where he takes two to give one but he's like the toughest human being ever he's out of, i think he's out of tennessee or somewhere at north carolina one of those states and he's fighting dan Ige. Who's a nice guy? I asked him to come to a show one time. He said he, he had he had Bible study, uh, which you know anybody right. that, anybody that's doing Bible study now he's either a really good guy or has killed somebody. Right. Uh, so, <laughs> it's it's definitely one of the two. There's no middle ground there if you're going to do a Bible study. Uh, so do you, or, I mean, or or he's he's been to your show before. <laughs> the funny part, Don, is that he's not even like Don's voice is funny. His delivery is funny, but he's constantly like if I had a sitcom, when I fucking finally sell pinned, you guys will both have roles in it. 
Dom would be the greatest gym coach. Like, imagine him as like the substitute teacher slash wrestling coach. The kids show up and he's like, "You guys are a bunch of fucking pussies." And a kid's like, oh, "My ankle hurts. It's not your ankle. It's your goddamn vagina." You know, just fucking. Oh, it would it'd be the best. It would be. He would have his own spinoff halfway through the first show. But like, all right, fuck this show. I want to watch the Don Fry. Uh, <laughs> and then McCorkle, you'd be great because you'd be like trying to like give the kids steroids like come here kid <laughs> i would definitely enhance their performance in some fashion the kids you know? crying like what do i do better well honestly you could do this that or you could take fucking testosterone just give them like some kind of you know kid the kid starts winning and i, I look at you during the match and you're like oh no so i used to, I used to tell people all the time every, uh, every kid is 40 pounds <laughs> People would ask Every me about the time. 40 pounds in two weeks. They would ask me about steroids all the time. And I tell them, man, listen, steroids are for people that like winning and money. That's what I always say. Like it's a, uh, you know. So Eric, Eric Anders, he's a guy that played for Alabama NCAA, uh, NCAA championship, uh, the team. Then he, um, he didn't get drafted. He went to the uh, Canada football team league. He didn't, I guess he fizzled out. He worked for UPS for like a week. And then he said, I'm going to become a pro fighter. And he's one of these football players, like you know, that was knocking everyone out quickly. And then all of a sudden they figured out, okay, this guy's got some holes in his game. And, you know, now he's 15 and seven, but he's looked great. Uh, I guess he's recently divorced and his body has gotten so much better since he got divorced. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, everybody does, yeah. Everybody, yeah. Uh, your your life your life improves exponentially. You just don't realize it while you're going through it, you know. But is that what happened? I mean, do you think it's like you lose half your shit and you're like, you know what? Now I is that motivating uh divorces? Sean? Well, I found yeah, out at, was... at, at the end. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I realized once I was single again that apparently I couldn't just eat whatever I wanted and still date hot chicks, you know what I mean, or whatever. So like I had to get in shape and do that. Plus, uh mine was great because she broke me financially. I was a millionaire and she planned her divorce for two years and broke me. I was like, I was bankrupt in 30 days. Like from the time I found out we were getting divorced from being a millionaire at 28 years old at 32, yeah. I was completely bankrupt. I had no idea right. she'd done it to me. But within 18 months, I was in the UFC and kind of rich again, not rich again, but had made a bunch of money again and the best shape of my life and on TV. So that kind of, uh, uh, that kind of stuck it to her a little bit. It was, I made sure to always uh, mention it in interviews to her that, uh, like, uh, how much better I was doing than her now and stuff. So, uh, we're still not friends. Well, but, Mackenzie Dern got divorced, but they, they said <laughs> alleg allegedly she was beating him up, um, uh, but he was being verbally abusive and she, he, and she was being physically abusive. Well, she probably outweighed him. <laughs> well, he's yeah. also like this, like, surfer guy that I thought they were the perfect couple when I met him. Um, but you know, you never know, I guess, what goes on behind closed doors. But she's beyond motivated, uh, this Mackenzie Dern chick. Um, so yeah, I guess maybe, uh, maybe, maybe there is something to it. Um, Chris Curtis is fighting, love that guy. He was, he's been, he was been knocking everyone out. Chris Curtis is a great fighter. Uh, I think he lives with, he, he I guess. He's a nice guy too. From what I understand, he had a he dated a girl who had a son. The son is like completely white. Uh, he dated a white girl that had a son, and he's been raising the kid even though they broke up. Uh, he still is in that kid's life, right. and I guess the kid's like eleven or twelve. And I guess he went to go visit the kid at school, and they didn't believe it was his. his dad. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, 
I'll tell you what, man. It takes a heck of a man to raise a, someone else's uh, kid, and it really takes a heck of a man to raise someone else's kid when they're not with the mom anymore. Like to continue to be in that kid's life—that's an amazing. Uh, anybody that does that, I mean, you can't even get most real dads yeah, in their yeah. kid's life, let alone somebody that's not the biological and they split right. up. Shouldn't they say that, like in like yeah, that, like that, the pre-interviews? Like, is there a way to say that does not, you know, like because like you heard that, Sean, and you're like, wow, this guy, I'm gonna root for this guy now, and I feel like right. most men would be like that. That's what most women too. Um, and I think he's got a new baby too coming out, uh, or just came out. It's like an album. Um, and then uh, <laughs> he's got a new baby about to drop. We're not sure. The publishing company's trying to decide when the when the best time to bring it out would be. So Dana White said, you know, look, I got to call Dana out a little bit. You know, he says we don't make gimmick fights, right? That was what he says. You don't we don't make gimmick fights here in the UFC. Then, yeah. then a week later, he says he wants to make. John Jones versus Tyson Fury. He goes, we'll make it happen. We made Connor happen. Both these guys say they're the baddest man on the planet in the octagon. I mean, there's no way Tyson Fury. I mean, they, could they, even they can make they can give him thirty million dollars to do this? That's what, isn't that what Tyson Fury is making? Is, could that ever happen? What do you think? Yeah, he's not Tyson Fury's not taking an ass with even for 30 because he can box and win and get 20 to 30 you know so he's not uh none of those boxers besides james tony's the only one dumb enough to do it none of those guys are coming over and fighting in the ufc and just getting their ass whipped for uh for that the sad thing is that ufc's outsell boxing by far on pay-per-view it's not even close and boxers are still making 10 times what ufc guys are making like that's the uh i saw something the other day i think the split some kind of paperwork came out from a lawsuit or something and the UFC did record numbers and all this different stuff because they're going to go public. And the fighters got, what, 13% of total revenues. And every other league, it's 50-50 or close to it, like every other sports league. And the excuse says, well, the UFC is only 30 years old. Like, what? 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 Okay. Like, what does that have to do with anything? Like, what we've been building the sport? Like, okay. Right. I wish like, I could see the actual numbers, though. I wish I could actually see the actual breakdowns because I don't – I feel stupid talking about all this because I don't know the actual, okay, what does this guy get? What does this guy get? How much does it cost to rent this? How much? Is it? And then I can be like, okay, this is way ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know from UFC 124, um, and that's that I was the co-main event, Stephen Strew with Stephen Strew. He made, uh, Strew made 14 and 14, so he got 28,000. I made 10 and lost, so I didn't get my bonus. So the co-main event of a pay-per-view that sold nine hundred between nine hundred thousand and a million pay-per-views at sixty-five bucks a piece cost them under fifty thousand um, dollars. A co-main event. George St. Pierre, I heard, got two and a half to three million dollars. Josh Koshek got five hundred thousand. They said. Um, so the whole payroll for the entire fight was under four million dollars, and three of it went to George St. Pierre. And they that's and that's just that's just domestic pay-per-view, United States. They had to split it with Comcast at the time, so they did what? Let's say sixty million. So they got the UFC got thirty, Comcast got thirty. That doesn't include the ninety-five sponsors, Bud Light on the thing. Doesn't include international pay-per-views, yeah. international TV yeah. deals, international whatever. They made they probably cleared sixty or eighty million dollars on that event and paid out four total of the fighters, three of it to GSP. So that's what I have to go on from it. And uh, right, no, I mean, you get right. a ten thousand dollar bonus. So they sent me a ten thousand dollar bonus. For a uh, nine hundred thousand by pay per view for the co main event, so I was supposed to be thrilled with that, I guess. So. By the way, so Tisha Torres and Raquel. Yeah, you can uh, go go get um get um Dave Meltzer's Wrestling Observer newsletter, and it has the payoffs. Um, 
It has the payoffs to each UFC. Yeah, yeah but, I know, but what are the costs? That's what I want to know. What the actual like, how much does it cost to rent T-Mobile Arena for November, or whatever? Like, you know, what I'm saying, like that's uh, how man, much. It's a lot, about a, it's about a lot cheaper than for everybody else. Like, how much does it cost to insure all the fighters during the event? Like, like I, I would like to know the actual. <laughs> Virtually nothing, because if you get hurt in the UFC event, they don't help you after. I got hurt in one. Call a hundred times. Hey, I can't like yeah. get a left leg. Couldn't get a doctor's appointment. Couldn't get insurance information. They just told me, well, let's just see how it feels next week and give us a call back. And I was like, no, like I have like damage to my leg. Well, just go to the doctor and then send us the bill or whatever. I'm like, I don't have $8,000 to go to the doctor and then send you the bill. Hope you're going to pay me. Oh God! Yeah, like it's a uh, like. Well, I, I was like, send me the eight thousand dollars, and then I'll send you the difference if it's not more than that. You know what I mean? Like it's a uh, no. They they're making they're making a fortune, man. An absolute. I thought the Fertitas were greedy. The new owners are far greedier than the Fertitas ever thought about being. Like, oh, well, because at least the Fertitas had a stake in it. They under they trained. At least they like tried to at least care about the sport. The other right. guys, these other guys, are just numbers. They don't even like the sport. No, um, dude, these other guys, I don't know if you saw Dana White. Well, I mean, here's the deal. Also, you got you got William Morris Endeavor. They can get everybody on in the UFC on the fucking in the movies. And the SAG, the SAG uh, insurance would cover all the fighters. So why don't they do that? Grand slams, no hitters, and double plays are back. That's right. And there's no better place to get on the MLB action than FanDuel. America's number one sports book and official partner of Major League Baseball. And guess what, people? New customers in Massachusetts get in on the action with $200 in bonus bets. Guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up at FanDuel.com slash Boston. And finally, you can bet on all your favorite sports from the money line to point spreads to player props and more. I love it, okay? I'm going to bet I'm going to go on FanDuel. So now, bet on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Don't miss your chance to get $200 of bonus bets. Win or lose. How great is that? Okay? Visit FanDuel.com slash Boston and make every moment more. That's FanDuel, the official partner of Major League Baseball. You got to be 21 and older uh, and present in Massachusetts. Okay, your first online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable. And bonus bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Help is here. So is hope. Hope and help. Gamblinghelplinema.org or call 1-800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start. GameSenseMA.com or call 1-800-GAM-1234. That's FanDuel. Check it out now. Right now. You want to bet? That's where you go. I got to talk to you about HelloFresh. First of all, what is HelloFresh? With HelloFresh, you get fresh farmed, pre-portioned ingredients, and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. You got to skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. And that's why it's America's number one meal kit. Number one. All right. You can make mealtime easy with delicious recipes made with fresh, wholesome ingredients delivered to your door. No lines, no hassle, no gas, all the other stuff that you have to get there. No. 
just great tasting meals you can whip up and enjoy in the comfort of home. Sounds good to me. HelloFresh has 40 weekly recipes to choose from for all meal occasions, lifestyles, and preferences, okay? Take your pick from meals like soy-glazed salmon with rice or mushroom and chive risotto. That sounds delicious. I'm in. Now, me and my wife, we've been doing home-cooked HelloFresh, and it has been delicious, delicious, okay? It saves us time. It saves us money. We're in. So just go to HelloFresh.com slash Roasted60. Use the code Roasted60 for 60% off plus free shipping, okay? HelloFresh.com slash Roasted60, all right? HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Go check it out. Wow. That would be- I'll, tell you, I'll tell you a good one. They told Dana White he was going to have to scale down his office plans when they were building the performance center, WME did. And Dana White laughed and said, not only am I going to scale it down, now I'm doubling the size. And if you guys don't like it, I'll just walk away from the company, have fun running it. But they actually, I saw him in an interview say they actually thought <laughs> they were going to shrink his office down. And he had plans for to have his own kitchen there and own gym. They're like, listen, we're not, you're not going to, we're not spending $500,000 to build you an office inside this thing, you know, or whatever. These guys with hundreds of millions of dollars, you know what I mean? Or whatever, like, but that's how you get that rich, I guess, right? <laughs> So but yeah, I actually told Dana. Dana started laughing and said, not only am I not scaling down, I'm doubling the size now since you guys want to do that. If not, find someone else to run it. So, Dude, I had a long talk with Dana the other day. Yeah. He called me. He called me. And it was just what I want to tell you. Like, because I was like, I found out some some bad news. And I was like, well, you know, thank you for the opportunity, blah, blah, blah. And he called me. And he's like, here's what you got to fucking do. You, you take this. You do that. You go. He goes, I, you know. And he, he gave me this speech. <laughs> like. <laughs> I'm still not even sure what I what I heard, but it was the great. I I felt like he's like you guys know ridiculousness. I own the race to that. But you, you know, you, you, know Irv, you know Irv's burgers. I own Irv's burger. Like it, it was the craziest speech I, I've ever. I, I that's what I've been trying to tell you, Sean. Was the conversation I've been trying to tell you because I know you're gonna end, laugh at the end of at the end of the speech. At the end of the speech, he was invading Poland. <laughs> 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 uh, it was crazy it was crazy it, uh, it's funny man i don't know that's uh yeah i dude I, I told you what dana did for bubba mcdaniel and I, dude i'll forever be grateful to him for that regardless of what anybody says about him he didn't have to do that and uh you know I, mean, I don't care how much money he's got either you don't have to give 30 grand to somebody that you don't even know you know what i mean for their son's funeral or whatever and uh yeah i was forever he's always giving me tickets to every event usually shitty seats it just depends on if i talk to him or not if i talk to his secretary i get nosebleeds if i actually get a hold of him i get like front row so it just depends on who but i haven't asked since ufc 199 i haven't asked one time for tickets because i saw him saying in an interview his least favorite part of the job is when people text him and ask him for tickets and i was like that I'll, I'll never ask again man that was it, it. it was like, an event he saw me in Kansas City, where I knew I had to leave early, so I bought tickets because I knew I had to leave for the main event. And then, like his assistant was like, "Dana saw Dana came to me. Dana sees you up there. He wants to move move down." Like that was pretty fucking cool. I mean, you know, yeah. but, but dude, this dude, this speech I got to tell you about was like, it, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so um, he's now, like, you know this, I own that. You know the slap league. I own that, but we don't know for everyone. He told me about everyone told me slap was gonna fail, and now we're it's worth fucking. And, and he like he gave the same speech to the media like a week later. So I, I that's why I'm like telling you about this. But like, sure. oh my god, and like, 
It was crazy. It was. I do have a weird a question for you that you'll probably know. I know Don won't know because he's as un, un in touch with like like co- cultural stuff as I am. I don't know who the Nelk boys are, but why did Dana White give one of them two hundred fifty thousand dollars? Do you have any I idea? Guess, you know, there's this there's this whole like full send Nelk boy podcast that they're out of Canada. They have a huge following. They're like in that whole Jake Paul, Logan Paul. Look, I mean, they're in their early 20s. Thank you for being famous. Yeah, I, I kind of missed that whole, like, I'm 45. These kids are like 23, 24. The problem is, like, they're the, like, I kind of feel like Luke Rockhold, when he did it, he's like, you guys are the worst part of society. You're the, all you do is care about clicks. You don't get, like, he went off on them. It was, it was like old man Luke going off on them. Right. I, I was kind of with Luke on that. Like, it's yeah. like, they just have a different, you know, like the one that Nate Diaz slapped, you know, because. Oh, is that one of them? Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know who those guys are or why they're famous, but I just saw David White give one of them $250,000 cash and I couldn't figure out why. And everybody's outraged. And I'm like, he can give his money to whoever he wants, but why would he just randomly give? I don't know. know. I have I have no idea. I, have I don't no think idea. anybody still knows why it happened. I just know a lot of fighters were like, I could have used that two fifty, like, but I don't know. They must have done something to deserve two hundred fifty thousand dollars, and it wasn't like for his birthday or anything. I think it was just like he I just think gave it was it. his birthday. I think it was the birthday. Oh, was that it? Okay. Um. So Tisha Torres and Raquel Pennington had their baby. Um. So Tisha, uh, uh, two of my favorite people ever. I I love both of them. Um. But I do have questions. Like, like who's so? What happens? So the fa- so Tisha carried the baby, and is it gonna be? Uh, like, how does that work? <laughs> like, I don't so- know. I just I posted that on Twitter. I said that's just more proof that the rhythm method doesn't work. You know, <laughs> whatever. Like, you need to get a uh, you need to get on birth control if you want for sure to be a. Uh, but a guy d- obviously friend. like matches his sperm with with was it like is it with Ra- Raquel's egg or or is it? Tisha, or, or like, how does it sound like it's a PFL? They matched up three of the sperm, and then uh, it was the first. Like, how, first does, how, does, how do I know who? Like, they, do they join Tisha and Raquel together, and then that, but that they can't do that. Uh, Bruce, Bruce Buffer, Bruce Buffer was it? Bruce Buffer was a donation. Do we know who this? I mean, I, I have a lot of questions, but I feel like an asshole asking them. He spit it you know? into a cup. I feel, every time I every time I try to ask somebody one of these questions, get, did you just hear that joke out of it? I'm just told. what happened. Bruce spit into a cup. He said, "Who was the donor?" And he said, yeah. "Bruce Buff." And he spit it into a cup. <laughs> <laughs> I got the joke. Almost choked on my coffee too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why you're not the father. <laughs> All right. Um Mark uh, All right, so Mark Coleman is in pretty good shape right now. Um have you guys been following this Mark Coleman? I have been. Yeah, he's I'm friends with him on Facebook. Yeah. I look every day what he's doing. He uh it, it, dude it's crazy. He's doing that uh the the whole carnivore diet is just no carbs. Is all it is. Like it's you just you only eat meat and that works cuz without carbs your body can't process calories to convert them to fat. So that's basically, if you only eat meat, you'll lose weight at an amazing rate. It's just, can you do that for how long? You know what I mean? So, uh, but he's, he's actually got abs now and everything again, man. And, but this is what he writes. (laughs) He's officially unretired with a fist. See, he says, where are you at? My trolls. And then, uh, uh, a kissing emoji. I need you to bring it, please. Pussy ass face coward losers for life. Uh, this is all uncapitalized, but though my fans, I apologize, but I don't apologize. Well, kind of. I love and appreciate you so much. 
I love you guys. I'm not that I'm stupid. I know what I'm doing. I'm a genetic freak of nature. I'm just getting started. I feel like Superman times 10. I got this pro wrestling, MMA, boxing, celebrity boxing, and basketball. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Carnivore nine and several tenants are fire. Thanks for the push, my Buffalo bro, Liver King. We take it over. Sober is super cool. Hammer house for life. Um, <laughs> I saw a channel. Good for Marta, man. That's I'm I'm happy I I'm happy for the guy man I hope it works out good. For him. But what is he want to fight? Who is he? He's playing basketball too. Like what's going on? I think he said he wanted to do a celebrity boxing match. Like not maybe being serious, just kind of saying it like his way to motivate, and get trained, you know, trained and stuff. And of course, everybody, even Chael said he's not a celebrity nor a boxer. So why is he? Which one is he going to be? And I'm like, damn, Chael, come on, man, like he. Talk about punching down on a guy, you know, or whatever. No, I, I, I love it. I just, I'm just a little yeah. confused. So, uh, did you guys see this guy who got knocked out in the guard? Uh, I did. Yeah, that was in uh, KSW. Oh yeah, yeah. All right, here we go. Watch yeah. it. Oh, here we go. Oh man, now is that weak chin? Surprise or other guys' superhuman strength? How does that happen, Don? Yeah, weak chin, weak chin. Yeah, yeah. Geez, that's just that's just standing there, uh, hanging there with your mouth open, you know, and, and you get popped and it just moves your jaw, you know. I mean, rattles it around. I mean, that's just weak chin and stupidity, you know. Sean. Yeah, I would say he probably felt safe in the position he was in and thought it really didn't matter. You know, like he thought he was uh, on top. The guy can't do anything and uh, just got hit at the right spot at the right time, man. I don't know. That was uh, – that's I'll tell you what, that's KSW. I saw a picture of the crowd there. There must have been 80,000 people at that event, man. K I fought for KSW twice. They put on the best show. They put the UFC to shame, man, like their show. It is – there was 25,000 people there the first time. I fought 30,000 the second time at a massive arena. They have every. They have like Polish everything. It's funny. Like this is our Polish uh, American Idol winner. This is like our. They told me that Pudzianowski's brother was like the Polish Vanilla Ice, um, which cracked me up. And the ring announcer, I said, "Who are you, the Polish?" Like everybody's the Polish something over there. They try to explain it. Like he's the Polish Charles in charge. No, they want you to help him move. It's not really. But uh, he was like, uh, they were like, uh, this guy said, I'm like the Polish Wu-Tang Clan, like just by himself. I was like, Damn, by yourself with a Polish Wu-Tang Clan? Like, that's amazing. But uh, yeah, it's a KSW. I don't know if you've ever seen one of their shows, man. Like, look, it is uh, it is phenomenal. They're the two guys that own it used to be in television and movie production. So they they like they know how to produce an event, man, and how to like make it, you know, like very viewer friendly. It's a. Uh, they have like a concert that starts it. Like it's amazing. Now you're uh, talking about expenses. They, I guarantee it costs three times to put on one of their shows, what it costs the UFC to put on one of theirs, man, with the, with the production they do and the uh, pyrotechnics, just everything, man. It's like kind of like the old pride days, but even more. So, you know, so. So uh, have you guys been following the Oscar de la Hoya, Ryan Garcia stuff? <laughs> no. I, no. no. So, De La Hoya is. I don't follow. I don't follow it. I don't follow anything to do with Oscar De La Hoya. Sorry. So De La Hoya. Bruce Buffer does. De La Hoya is a promoter. Wait, who does? Bruce Buffer. Bruce Buffer does. Bruce Buffer is just getting killed right now. Uh, so they're at odds again. Uh, basically, that's his promoter. 
right? Um, and uh, he wanted, De I guess De La Hoya announced that he was going to fight Pacquiao, that it was going to be De Garcia versus Pacquiao, which, I mean, and then Garcia said, no, that's not what I want. Uh, I don't want that fight. It's not happening. And then it starts going off about it. So De La Hoya tweets at him, hey, what's up, Ryan Garcia? It's been almost two months and you're still crying about the post presser because he said after his fight, everyone left him. According to Garcia, no one was with him before the fight, even his promoter. He goes, the blame for your loss is on you and your advisor. He's the only one who pushed you to accept that insane rehydration clause. And that is the reason you lost. Man up, own that. And he goes, and also you keep saying tanks team set up, offer more support for you, blah, blah, blah. Bro, they set you up to lose with the rehydration clause. Al Heyman didn't show up the entire week. He never shows up. How's that for support? And then uh, Garcia writes, okay, buddy, you got it all figured out. Tired of you disrespecting my whole career and all you think none of it matters. Loyalty and common sense is lost in your head. And then he goes, you know, I'm about to fight this guy. I guess De La Hoya took a picture with one of uh, Ryan's future opponents and you act buddy, buddy. He goes, you don't care about your fighters. Really tired of this fake act. Stop the cap. The cap means uh, the lying. Uh, be real for once, man. I can respect you more if you just told me the truth. You're in it for the cash. No love lost. So they're going at it on Twitter. Uh, thoughts. Ryan Garcia could have saved a lot of like yeah. time if he would have just posted that picture of uh, Oscar De La Hoya in lingerie and a dress, like or whatever. Like he had, like I would have just responded with that and left it left it there. But uh, I mean, now if he did sign, like even rehydration clause or not, he was outclassed in that fight. I don't. I don't he should have been. He should not have been fighting. That Gervonta Davis, who's obviously the best in the world, you know what I mean, or whatever. Like, why is he fighting him after only twenty three fights, and he's what 20, 24 years old, twenty three years? He's not very old. Like, it, dude, it was they, they could have built him more, and he could have made a lot more money. Because once you get that one loss in boxing, no one cares anymore, you know. So it's uh, it's uh, yeah, that's a shame, man. It's a shame they pushed him, and I don't know how much he got paid for it. Um, certainly wasn't like eight and eight, like the UFC would have taken care of him. I'm sure. But, uh, yeah, I uh, hope he made tens of millions because that's uh, – I don't know. De La Hoya is a, a scumbag from everything I've heard from everybody, man. Like, I've heard repeatedly from people that know him and know of him that he's a scam artist. So, 100%. Now, uh, will you please explain this to me, by the way, Sean? So, uh, we talked about this a little bit before. This Roy Jones versus uh, that guy uh, against – his name is um, – was it NDO? NDO champ, right? So they're fighting in the metaverse, right? So what exactly does that mean? I know, I know you, Sean, you're 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 up on this. Okay, here we go. This is the it is the first professional metaverse fight in history. Friday, June 30th, nine-time world champion Roy Jones Jr. and social media superstar NDO champ step into the ultimate virtual ring inside Galaxy Arena. Experience boxing like never before through state-of-the-art volumetric capture technology as they battle it out for the Metaverse Championship. Only on pay-per-view. Presented by official celebrity boxing in Galaxy Arena. <laughs> Dude. There's so many questions I have about what I just saw and I don't even know. So they're fighting for the Metaverse champ. So I guess the NDO belt's not up for not up for grabbing this one because that guy's already got the NDO belt. And it, Experience boxing like it's never been fought before. The metaverse. I was assume. I thought the metaverse was virtual reality. Is it not? 
Like, I, I'm so like, are we going to all wear virtual reality goggles and watch them fight, or are they going to virtually fight as cartoon characters in the metaverse? Like, uh, dude, I don't know, man. I, I, I swear, I don't know what's going on. I, you know, I never thought I would get old. Like, I thought I would always like know what words like cap meant when you explained it. You meant so like, I thought I would. I thought I would always like be up on things anymore. I don't know what's going on. Like, I like I said, I don't know who the Nelk boys are. I don't know what happened is, nor do I do it. I hope. Um, I don't know what the metaverse. I'm still not sure what the metaverse is. Like, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a member. I'm not like I, I don't. I'm certainly not paying. I, I didn't pay hundreds of thousands of dollars for a house next to Snoop Dogg in the metaverse. Have you heard about that? Some guy paid yeah. millions of dollars to live next to Snoop Dogg in the metaverse. Like, what is? How does anybody that dumb get that much money to begin with? Like, I don't know what's like. I, oh, dude. dude, I I watched this documentary. Actually, I read an article about the guy who won $115 million. You hear about this guy? Uh-uh. West Virginia. This guy was like, he bought one lottery ticket, wins $150 million. Um, and then his whole life falls apart because he, first he's like, I'm going to buy a church. He starts giving money away. People are, There's a line of people in his town that want money. And he's first he's like, I'm going to do this with it and that. Then he starts going to strip clubs, dropping 500000 you know, making it rain on strippers. Within two years, his his granddaughter died on for overdosing on crack after she was like, you know, all this stuff. Uh, another guy died. Her friend died um, with her. Uh, he got divorced. Um, the waitress that like that sold him that was there when he bought tickets. She she bought a house. He bought her a house. Uh, she moved out. She has no internet anymore. Like everything about him is just beyond sad. He's got like four or five DUIs, complete scumbag. This was like a man of Jesus before and was going to do all that. Dude, it's. You know, they always talk about like people think money will make. They would like people will say, oh, yeah, well, if I had money for a personal trainer, I would work out. No, you wouldn't. You'd be the same person you are. Like money allows people to be who they really are. Just like I've always said, people will blame their actions on being drunk. Or with something that they say, oh, I was drunk. I'm like, you were drunk. Therefore, you said what you really feel without fear of consequences. That's people don't lie when they're drunk. They're honest when they're drunk. You know what I mean? Or whatever. But it's uh, it just goes to show most people at the to their core are a piece of shit. And when they get all that money, it just allows them to do all the piece of shit things they wanted to do anyway. You know what I mean? Like it's a uh, someone's gonna have to explain the strip club thing to me, man, because I don't get it. Like you can hire a hooker. To have sex with you for five hundred dollars, why you would spend five thousand at a strip club and not have sex? I can't imagine. I used to go to strip clubs a lot though when I was younger, but I would never buy a lap dance or drink, and I would pull strippers. I would give them. I would go there and instead of giving money, I give comedy club tickets to the stage. Right, and they'd be like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> yeah, well, that's what. Well, what's funny is if you want to pull a stripper, all you have to do is mistreat them because that's how they got there in the, the first place, and that's the only thing they respect. Is people mistreating them? You or know what you I mean. You can't buy. You can't buy them anything. If you buy a lot lap dance, no matter what, the rest of your life you're a customer. They, they're to train. Yeah. You can't. Did I ever tell you about the time? Did I tell you about the time? I don't know how much I should say, but but a girl thought she was going on a trip with me and thought I was going to buy her a bunch of stuff by inviting herself along on a trip. I'll have to tell you that one sometime. I met this girl after this fight, and then she thought like I was buying her stuff. Like, and I was sitting there thinking like she she got like seven eight hundred dollars posed, was standing there looking at me, and I was like looking at her and she's looking at me and the guy wanted to know who's paying. And I was like, I'm not paying. You think I'm paying for that? Like, you think I pay for women? Are you out of your mind? Like, or whatever. And then she had to put everything back. Couldn't believe it. I'm sitting there thinking like, what you thought we were going shopping? Like, like I, dude. Dude, when I, when I hosted that, uh, that contest, that, that stripping contest a couple of weeks ago, 
this girl was like, I think she was like an escort and she kept following me around. I go, just so you know, I'll talk to you. I'll make you laugh. I am not purchasing anything from you. Right. <laughs> it's a, uh, I had, I was telling uh, Robin last night, my girlfriend, I was telling her last night about this time, this girl in Birmingham, Alabama. I don't know why I remember it was Birmingham. This girl comes up to me and starts hitting on me and wants to, she said her boyfriend wants to watch me bang her or whatever. Like, that's what she's saying. I said, well, your boyfriend's gay then. Like, and he wants, cause he's wanting to watch me, not you. He can see yeah. you anytime he wants. I said, so he's gay, but I got a weird vibe from her. And she kept following me around. It ends up with me telling him because then he approaches me. I don't know who he is. He's some like Armenian dude, you know, or yeah. uh, that's what he seemed like anyway. Um, he uh, he starts trying to talk me into it. And I said, dude, are you gay? Like, what's going on? Like, why don't you just go have sex with a man? It's what you obviously want. You know what I mean? And he just keeps at it and this and that. And I end up telling them both. I said, I've got a gun in my car. And I'm telling you guys right now, if you don't leave me alone, I'll kill both of you. Like, I, I don't know what you guys... I said, I, they, they were trying to rob me or something was going on. I said, you guys have some angle. I was wearing a Rolex, which may have been part of it, too. The Rolex, I had like $20,000 watches at the time, so they probably thought I was rich or going to rob me or whatever. I said, you guys are up to something. I don't know what it is, but if you think for a second, I won't shoot both of you right in your head. You're out of your mind. You know what I mean? Or whatever. So I actually went out and got my gun and brought it back in with me to this bar I was at or whatever, because I didn't trust them. But yeah. they were all right eyeballing me, man. It just like it's a, I don't know. It's not even when you're as charming as me, it's not that easy. You know what I mean? So of course, of uh, there was something going on, but people are, uh, I don't get people, man. I don't understand. I don't know why. I don't, I don't well, know. I, I think you'll get this back to pro wrestling. Uh, <laughs> I, thought, I thought you would love this clip because uh, it's right up, it's right up your alley. Um, <laughs> these two guys are wrestling. I don't you know. <laughs> <laughs> the best is the guy the white guy looks like he doesn't know what what are you thinking about what's going on let's watch that one more time uh that is amazing people are so awesome man hold on let's see this again we have wearing fishnets doesn't help that whole, the whole here we go the guy gets behind him and then <laughs> He's like, what? Dude, I did, that was amazing. I did pro wrestling one time, and uh, they asked me, like, hey, we're going to make sure you win, right? And I was like, I, I don't I don't care, dude. Like, I don't, you know, if it's set up, I don't care. But I was doing pro wrestling one time, and this guy, we're going through the moves and doing this, and he goes, you got any questions? I said, yeah, I do. Uh, do you ever just feel ridiculous out here doing this? Like, do you ever just... Like I said, like on my face, I'm getting my red face is getting red and I'm getting embarrassed and no one's even watching. We're just rehearsing and I'm embarrassed at what I'm doing. And he goes, no, why? Like, and I felt like I felt terrible when I said it then because he was like, he couldn't understand why I would be embarrassed to be doing pro wrestling, you know what I mean? Or whatever. But yeah, he was like, you got any questions? I said, yeah. Do you ever just feel absolutely ridiculous out here doing this like fake fighting? He was like, no, why? And I was like, oh, no, never mind. But uh, yeah, they, those pro wrestling dudes, man, they're. The indie guys are the funny. Have you seen this guy, the Michael Jackson guy? Uh, no, but that looks like the guy that was just wearing fishnets. Oh, yeah, this, so. this is that guy. This, this okay. is the pony. So this is the guy who was wearing fishnets. And he's wrestling this guy. <laughs> he goes up against this guy. Dude, I don't... <laughs> Hold on.
So it's the guy, it's the gay guy against Michael Jackson. <laughs> Wolf man there. What? what? Dude, I want to know how the hell this event only pulled 40 fans. I'm going to the next one. I don't know what that is. I swear to God, I will fly to the next event that this happened. Whoever those guys are wrestling, I'm going to it. I don't care where it is. Don, you are a pro wrestler. It's changed a lot since uh, since you were wrestling. Have you Don has to watch yeah. that, man. Like, Don, you got to see what he just played. It's the most amazing pro wrestling scenario I've ever seen in my life. Actually, got to show me both. All right, okay. So, okay, so this is the first guy, right? But, Join the escape. I got to use the bathroom. Sorry, I'll be right back. Yeah. Okay, so here's, here's, here's the first guy. So here we go. All right, here we go. All right, here we go. So that, that's, that's one way. All right. That was that was you twenty years ago. That, that was who you? That was, that was, no, that was used twenty years ago. That's an really? old. That's an old move. Really? The 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 yeah the yeah. Did you use this move? No, not me, buddy. Not me. Like <laughs> that. Did anyone? Did anyone use I, that? I heard, no, I, I I heard you use it um, uh, when you met Bruce Buffer, shaking hands. Of course, of course, of course. So here, uh, and here's the here's the same guy that was uh, that was gay wrestling the Michael, this guy who dressed like a Michael Jackson. Look at this guy. He's coming out as Michael Jackson. My screen's frozen. Okay, hold on. Well, Michael Jackson's been dead for a while, so And now he's a wolf. For some reason, he became a wolf. <laughs> I think that was Thriller, an ode to Thriller. Oh, 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 he's a werewolf. Got it. That makes sense. All right. So I couldn't figure out why he was a wolf. But now... Yeah, give me a minute. That makes sense. So, uh... So... Hold on. I, I gotta figure out how, to, how do I get this off now. All right. So, all right. All right. Hold on, how do I? My computer's going crazy. All right, here we go. Seriously, definitely don't cut this part. <laughs> <laughs> so, what what are your thoughts on that, Sean? Dude, post the link. You got to post the link to that whole video on this on this podcast thing. That was the. I swear to God, I will go. I want to know where that is. I want to go to the next show. Whoever's promoting that is a genius. All like right. that is the most amazing. Like. 
Tell me that's not better than anything you've seen on WWE in the past 10 years. hundred percent. But then I don't know. This is this my I, I this I don't support this, but I guess I do because if you have no arms, you should probably fight someone else with no arms. Oh god. But here we go. This is <sighs> legit MMA kickboxing. Here we go. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Wait, the guy lost who landed the kick? <laughs> he, called, he called off the fight for the other guy who got kicked. <laughs> and then finally, there's a there was a concert. Uh, have you seen this concert? So um, for some reason, I, th I know Don is into this. Um, I know this is this is this is your thing. I know you like to go to concerts. Have you seen this, Don? Um, so this girl was uh, peeing on this guy on stage. Hold on, here you go. So uh, have you guys ever seen this? No, I haven't seen that one. No. No. I think I heard a shot. Damn. I think I heard a shot. I think I heard a shot. I think I heard a shot. Is that a midget? Oh, right, I think I heard a shot. So, there we go. <laughs> The crazy thing is that they thought that would be even more degrading if it was on a midget than a regular person. Like, like <laughs> no, yeah. it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough to be on a guy, but you had to be on a midget, no less. Like, I mean, why would like anyone right, want that to happen? To. Oh God. Well, I I'm think just sad to see that Uriah Faber has stooped so low <laughs> performing at concerts. Uh, oh, man. Why? Why? Why do people? Why do people take their children and watch drag queens? You know, they're fucked up people out here in this society. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, that's a little different, I think. Uh, but that's, uh, I, I, you know, that's... No, not far. Not much different. No. <laughs> not much different. We're on the same street, I think. Like the same, it's right down the same avenue at the end of the, at the, end of the block. Well, that is our show today. Right. Don, what do you got coming up? <laughs> I got... Uh, we finalized some more tea and whiskeys. So we're going to get that going um, at the uh, International Fight Week. We'll be picking that up again on um, Fight Pass. And we'll be doing that for the rest of the year, uh, you know, in August and July, August, uh, November, and then uh, in Madison Square Garden in December. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, Sean? I am going to be uh, booking a flight and hotel reservations wherever the next uh, pro wrestling match that Michael Jackson is performing. Uh, and hopefully it'll be somewhere near the town where the midgets getting peed on so I can catch that show while I'm gone too, man. I think the Michael Jackson guy actually does jujitsu and detained a uh, like a, a guy that was causing problems in, on like Fremont Street. I'm pretty sure that's the same guy. I heard he teaches kids classes though and the parents have a problem with it. So it's like <laughs> Like, I don't know if he really be, uh... But it's free. It's free. <laughs> Just bring your kid and drop him off. It's free. You know, when I uh, I used to do the – real quick, because I know we're ending. I used to do the Mitrio or McCorkle Minute on Ariel Hawani's show, right, where I would just yeah. devastate fighters, man. Like, I mean, just tear them up. And so when that guy Mike Jackson fought CM Punk, I said I hadn't seen a guy named Mike Jackson put that many blows on a young punk since – let Neverland Ranch. I had some kind of joke like that, but the uh, the audio cut out right as I said it, so it like killed the joke, and everybody still to this day asked me what it was. And the uh, worst part was my very first joke. Swear to God, this happened on there. It was our final McCorkle minute they ever let us do because we just it was getting too offensive. Um, but uh, 
I said that uh, someone told me my, my sense of humor was so dark it was probably raised by its grandmother, which is a great joke, right? And But the audio cut it in and out, and it made it sound like I said raped by its grandmother. Like, it sounds like I said that, and people are like, dude, I, don't, I still don't get the rape joke. And I'm like, it wasn't a rape joke. Like, I can't. And I've even asked Ariel, can you cut that part out? And he's like, man, I'm not going back and messing with doing, you know, all that, you know, blah, blah, blah. I said, dude, it sounds like I'm making a rape joke about, like, you know what I mean? Like a, a black and rape joke combined. But I don't know why it was just the audio glitched. But uh, the raised by its grandmother was a great joke. Good joke. It's a great joke, actually. That's a good joke. A great joke. Uh, I will be at the uh, uh, International Fight Week at the L.A. Comedy Club uh, on that Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at the uh, Strat. So uh, in Las Vegas. Anyway, you guys are great. I love you guys. I'll see you guys next week. Mm-hmm.